the body are you of the body as they said in one of the Star Trek episodes and as I say the bad news is it's overwhelming to most people even for those who follow this big agenda when you see that every base pretty well has been covered for over a hundred years international meetings have been held under the League of Nations then the United Nations and a myriad of non-governmental organizations or front groups for the big institutes and foundations that really run the system in which we live giving the appearance of democracy when the NGOs have spoken the people have spoken I'll be back with more after this break I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Talking about how the big boys have pretty well engineered a whole world society that's coming into existence, the planned society, and I've been giving some of the bad news, which is out there for those who want to look into it. The research has been done. The facts are there. And I went to the causes of sterility last week, I talked about different documents and books that were published, such, such, such as Darwin's The Next Million Years, that's Charles Galton Darwin, published in the 1950s, where he talked about the necessity of sterilizing mainly the male by the introduction of hormones, by the food supply, by water supply, by maybe even inoculations, all means possible, basically bioengineering people. And when you see it manifest in society as one big misunderstanding or a screw-up by higher authorities who just didn't see it coming, then people like to take the excuse that's preferred to them because the other is unthinkable, that it's all deliberate, even though, as I say, the evidence is out there. And I've said before, the preponderance of evidence is what brings in the verdict at a court of law. And we have masses of evidence, and it is preponderant. Therefore, the verdict is there. It's been done deliberately. This article is from the Institute for Responsible Technology on November the 13th, 2008. It was released out of Los Angeles. It says, Los Angeles, a long-term feeding study commissioned by the Austrian Agency for Health and Food Safety, managed by the Austrian Federal Ministry of Health, Family and Youth, tied out by Veterinary University Vienna, confirms genetically modified corn seriously affects reproductive health in mice. Now, that's been done over and over and over again, but it's also been found to be the same in uh, pigs and cattle. Non-GMO advocates who have warned about this infertility link along with other health risks now seek an immediate ban of all GM foods and GM crops to protect the health of humankind and the fertility of women around the world. Feeding mice with genetically modified corn developed by the U.S.-based Monsanto Corporation led to lower fertility and body weights, according to the study conducted by the University of Veterinary Medicine in Vienna. Lead author of the study, Professor Zentek, said... There was a direct link between the decrease in fertility and the GM diets, and that mice fed with non-GE corn 
reproduced more efficiently. In the study, Austrian scientists performed several long-term feeding trials over 20 weeks with laboratory mice fed a diet containing 33% of a GM variety called NK603 MON810 or a closely related non-GE variety used in many countries. Statistically significant litter size and pup weight decreases were found in the third and fourth litters in the GM-fed mice compared to the control group. The corn is genetically modified with genes that produce a pesticidal toxin as well as genes that allow it to survive applications of Monsanto's herbicide Roundup. So, you see, all this GM food is just so heavily laced with toxins, poisons. And, of course, the excuse is to kill off the pests that come along and eat them. So the plant itself is producing the toxin that's put together with God knows so many genes. Suppose they do this purpose or fulfill this purpose, and then they have masses of the Roundup pesticide poured on top as well, much, much more than regular crops do of those particular types of pesticides. And the plants are modified to accept heavy, heavy doses, but don't forget the plants soak it up as well. But the side effect is infertility and cancers and all the rest of it. It says here, a book by author Jeffrey M. Smith called Genetic Roulette, distributed to members of Congress last year, documents 65 serious health risks of GM products, including similar fertility problems with GM soy and GM corn. Offspring of rats fed GM soy showed a five-fold increase in mortality, lower birth weights, and the inability to reproduce. So that, that inability to reproduce crops up over and over and over with all the things I've been talking about for the last two or three weeks. Male mice-fed GM soy had damaged young sperm cells. That's the same in, I read last week in humans. The disappearing male. The embryo offspring of GM soy-fed mice had altered DNA functioning. So the DNA structure of the cells itself is altered. See, I was, I've said this is bio-warfare. You have to look into who these top geneticists are and what they worked in and what they still work in, and what departments they work for. And they bring them all together to produce a better carrot, right? Several U.S. farmers reported sterility or fertility problems among pigs and cows fed on GM corn varieties. Additionally, over the last two months, investigators in India have documented fertility problems, abortions, premature births, and other serious health issues, including deaths amongst Buffaloes fed GM corn seed products. The principal GM crops are soy, corn, corn, cottonseed, and canola. GM sugar from sugar beets will also be introduced before year's end. Mr. Smith, who is also the executive director of the Institute for Responsible Technology, says GM foods are likely responsible for several negative health trends in the U.S. Government must impose an immediate ban on these dangerous crops. He says, consumers don't need to wait for governmental action. You can download a free non-GMO shopping guide and they give you the link on the site. Monsanto press offices in the UK and USA were unable to provide a comment on their findings for the journalists yesterday. 
Institute for Responsible Technologies Campaign for Healthier Eating in America mobilizes citizens, organizations, businesses, and the media to achieve the tipping point of consumer rejection of genetically modified foods. That's quite a good article, and I have talked before of how Canada was the guinea pig for the GMO foods. And the public were told for 10 years that that's what they were eating. And then it burst into the papers because it was leaked out from the British side. Because Mr. Blair at the time was wanting to introduce it into the British public's diet. And by the way, Mr. Blair made an exception that the big cafeteria for the politicians, the big sort of ritzy hotel, where they all stuffed their faces at the taxpayers' at the expense, they would not carry GMO food there for them, for the politicians or the bureaucrats. But it leaked out from Britain. And that's how Canadians found out that we've been eating this stuff. Then, then the government came out and admitted it and said that it made secret deals, secret deals with Monsanto and others to grow and test these crops. Well, guess who they were testing them on? And then they pulled out their big trump card, Mr. Suzuki, the wildlife man, who himself has stated on national television he wants the population drastically reduced. He likes furry animals. He gets all these nature shows and belongs to other big world wildlife federations and so on. He's also a geneticist himself. They brought him out to tell us it was just like any other food. And what's the problem? And that's good enough for most people. You get a famous face to come out and say something. And your opinion's made for you. But you have to link this together with the big mandate. Remember, sustainable development. Sustainable development. Population reduction. And you can't tell the children. And guess who the children are? Guess who? It's funny, too. I I read an article recently of how the Canadian government, U.S. governments, and the British government back in 2000 had started paying farmers massive fees to grow these crops in secret. Massive fees. Guaranteed big returns, too. Very important project, this. Very, very important. And we know for a fact that it's not going to save the world because the world was doing pretty good as far as food was concerned before the GM crops came along. And we've found since that they have one-third fewer of a yield. So it's not abundance that helps it either. And yet it's still being pushed as an utter mandate. In fact, politicians in Britain are really screaming to have all restrictions dropped, all restrictions dropped, so they can even pump all their, their GM Franken foods onto the public. Here's an article from the Evening Standard at the standard.co.uk. And it's the 17th of the 11th, 2008, by Ellen Widdup. GM crops to be grown at military sites. The government is drawing up plans to grow genetically modified crops in top-secret military locations to thwart saboteurs. This is their excuse. The campaign may see crops grown at sites such as Porton Down in Salisbury, 
Portland Down is where they've created the worst diseases on the planet for warfare purposes. In fact, they have their own version over there came out before the, the viruses were carried by the ticks. In Canada, uh, they had their own version over there. It broke out right on the perimeter fence where a guy walked his dog, came down with a Q virus after getting bitten with a tick and died within 24 hours. This is the same place that Lord Rothschild worked during World War II, Lord Victor Rothschild, working on these very weird organisms, which is a family, actually, were very interested in. He wrote stuff in the 1900s, about the early 1900s, back after this break with Lord. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting to the Matrix, reading an article about GM crops and how at places like Port and Down, military establishment, it's actually back to your viral warfare establishment, they're going to grow and protect these GM experimental crops, the new ones they're coming up with, the probably more potent viral type that will make us very, very invirile that way. And it says here, the police could also be asked to target opponents of GM crops in the same way they have clamped down on some animal rights protesters. So if you protest about being forced to eat this stuff, since it's all the supermarkets are carrying, uh, you're going to be clamped down on by the cops. Ministers, they have ministers in Britain, you see, we don't have we don't have uh, ordinary politicians. We have ministers, very holy appointed place. You say to to be in as Parliament. It says ministers intend to scrap a rule that says scientists must disclose the location of GM crop trials on a government website. Hilary Benn, Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Secretary, long lineage. These Bens in Britain, they're the, again, hereditary politicians and appointees. And Business Secretary Lord Mandelson. Lord Mandelson was, was kicked out with three times under, under Blair for his amazing escapades, left in disgrace. So what did they do? You can't keep a good psychopath down. He's very handy to have. So they brought him over to, to the EU, made him head of that for Britain. Uh, they gave him a, a knighthood, made him a lord. And now he's, he's riding high up there. So this shows you that the more damage you can do, the more promotion you're going to get. Anyway, Lord Mandelson, they're also demanding a review of security arrangements. Mr. Ben said, we need to see if they, the GM Foods, have a contribution to make, and we won't know the answer about environmental impact unless we run controlled experiments. Oh, really? Really, really, yeah? And there's a little comment down below there by the readers of this article. It says, this shows how desperate the pro-GM lobby are resorted to growing the rubbish on in secret military land used to test germ warfare and the like. It doesn't inspire confidence in the impartiality and objectivity of the results of yet another controlled experiment with the resulting crops be fed to unsuspecting squaddies. That's, a, that's the raw recruits in the, in the military. So there you go. And they know exactly what it's doing because they've got plenty of studies over the years what it's doing to the public. Interestingly enough, too, 
in Canada when they were doing these experiments on the unwitting public it was announced in the major media uh, that I think it was McClellan in in, uh, the federal government had ordered that all data on all Canadians with all their health problems and so on on all their doctors and hospital visits would be put in one central computer in Ottawa we would also have all their, all their financial records, purchasing records, all of that stuff, all the data in one computer. There's power for you. Total knowledge on every individual. And so they created a hoopla to, to divert the public. And out of the hoopla came, well, okay, we'll split the information into two computers. How's that? That's how they, that's how they deal with children. That's how you deal with children, you see. And I'll bet you anything... They were taking the records of all the effects on every individual who had problems in certain areas because they know exactly what these foods will cause. And we know that sky, the skyrocketing cancer incidence is just out of sight. Here's another article that ties into it before we go to the callers. And it's from Farmers Weekly Interactive or fwi.co.uk. And this is from the 17th of November, 2008. It says here, DEFRA, D-E-F-R-A, which is Department of Environment, Food and Rural Affairs in Britain. DEFRA plans secret GM trial sites. Location of genetically modified crop trials will be kept secret in the future to prevent protesters from wrecking the trial sites. DEFRA has announced now, old Ra has one eye. So here we have a deaf one as well, DEFRA. It says, almost all of the 54 GM crop trials conducted since 2000 have been vandalized because of governmental rules which stated that the grid reference of the trial had to be published. And that's just nonsense. DEFRA also plans to conduct the trials at more secure locations from now on. Farm fields and university sites were chosen in the past, allowing protesters to gain access. In the future, secure government sites such as Porton Down near Salisbury, which carried out military research, will be used instead. Ministers have also, will also have more power to crack down on the opponents of GM crops. Rules introduced in 2005 have given police more powers to prosecute activists after Huntington Life Sciences was attacked by animal rights extremists. See, they use animal rights extremists for everything. And, I've, I've, you know, they set up groups, uh, active groups. Bertrand Russell did the same thing. You know, he was in charge of what they called the Committee of 100 for the anti-war protesters, anti-nuclear research bunch. That's in his own book. He was in charge of it. There's a photograph of him there with his protesters, the ones who would smash down the fences. Well, it's the same with the animal rights groups. They have their active wing. And believe you me, it's not run by people at the bottom. They're very handy to have them. Back with more after the following break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just to finish this article here from Britain again and how they're using animal rights activists, at least as an excuse, for having to put GM crops and test beds in military compounds, basically. And I related that, too, to the technique they used with Bertrand Russell, Lord Bertrand Russell, the one of the aristocracy, big player in helping set up this future agenda, and how he had the radical wing of the anti-nuke establishment, and how they knocked down fences and of U.S. bases in Britain, and then the Britons could turn around and say, "Look, look at all these crazy people. We need more security, more security, and much more funding too to build it better and make it more secure." And here they're using the animals' rights one as an excuse for the GM crops having to have the same kind of treatment. Very precious to them, this whole project of GM crops, isn't it? Very, very important because it reduces the population drastically and it gives you cancers. It says here, we need to see if the GM foods have a contribution to make, well, it does, to their agenda. And we won't know the answer unless we run controlled experiments, said Hillary Benn the DEFRA secretary. Gordon Brown is aware, and it's to bring the PR part into this, that there has been a public opposition to previous GM trials, notably from young mothers. He's really concerned about young mothers. Well, he is in a sense. He wants to know if they're going to have stillbirths or, or maybe just nothing but females being born, but has said he will follow the science. And as I say, that's from Farmers Weekly Interactive, fwi.co.uk. Those who are interested should follow the stuff and do all you can to protect yourself because you're under attack. I don't know if you've read the articles from India recently and how a mess it's in with all the GM foods. Thousands of farmers committed suicide because they were forced to go on the GM seed for the crops, whereas before they were independent, collecting their old seed, planting it themselves. Now they have to go back cap in hand and then use these heavy pesticides and herbicides which has now contaminated their water supply for all arounds. It's all through the groundwater. Now we'll go to the callers now. We've got Sam from Australia. Are you there, Sam? Hey, Alan, how are you? I'm you hanging Australia. in here. <laughs> Mate, I've really got to thank you for uh, helping to wake me up. Uh, I started on this journey pretty much about uh, two and a half, three years ago, and uh, I was just looking into it. At the time, it sounded really interesting. I uh, started looking at things like uh, Alex Jones, uh, Bohemian Grove, and uh, I heard you talk um, on an Alex Jones show this year, and I was just really blown away just by your knowledge. And the reason why I would have to thank you for waking me up is basically I, I for the first time in my life, absolutely feel free. I can actually see what's going on uh, around us. And, uh, you know, to me, that's... You know, and, and I can actually see what's what's happening, and just the benefit of, of of knowing what's going on, and you know, in terms of you know, literally needing freedom as a tool to actually find God in your higher self, it's just so essential. So, thank you very much, Alan. Well, thanks for calling, and and it's true. Uh, it's to be to be aware of it is such a relief. To understand the whys of things is such a tremendous relief. And that burden is just taken off you. Now you can see. Now you can see. 
now you can understand. And, and, you know, for those people that just feel overwhelmed with what's going on, you know, I mean, that is such an important gift, that, that freedom, that, that look for freedom. And once you've got that instilled in you, you absolutely feel alive. Yeah. Now, it's interesting in Australia that we've got um, a Prime Minister at the moment who looks like he's spearheading straight into this whole sort of Asian-Pacific Union yeah. um, thing that's happening. I don't know if you guys have been looking at it over there, but, I mean, now our Prime Minister's been a very, very strong proponent of that. And when the new Governor-General came in this year, um, it, was not, it was interesting because she got uh, interviewed on the ABC and basically, uh, you know, I remember just seeing one of the, the key things that she said was that she wanted to be an agent for change. This whole idea of change is going around the world um, and, you know, people have been conditioned just to accept it without, without actually looking at what's actually causing uh, these things with the power structures going down. And, again, I've got to thank you really very, very much, Alan, for, uh, for, for uh, waking me up. It's been a pleasure because that's all we can do right now is use the power of speech and knowledge and pass it around fast. Well, thanks for thanks, calling. Alan. Thank you, too. And, and that's the way of it. Uh, Australia, uh, the Prime Minister, can speak Chinese. I mean, he was put in for the amalgamation because they're, you know, you've got United Europe, United Americas, and the Far Eastern Rim region is to be all united, too. And that's what they mean by change. It's, it's not just change and coming together on the region, as they call it, the centralized government for the region. Centralizing the government is important to standardize everything. That was the communist idea, too, which is used by London. And uh, they had the Institute for Pacific Relations, which is a branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, working on this very project for over 40 to 50 years to bring this amalgamation of Australia, New Zealand, China, and a bunch of those countries out that way all together. And you're seeing it happen. You're living through it now. And believe you me, um, it's going to be change, all right. Lenin said we shall win by the use of slogans. People never question what the slogan means, and it's a proactive word, change, change. It's like, it's like home. Home is nice as well, but they never tell you what it is. And Orwell said that the masses will parrot the slogans that they hear, just as an animal farm. And he says, two legs good, four legs bad. And then they can change the slogan, four legs good, two legs bad. And the masses, the sheep, never even notice the change. They just parrot it along. Now I've got Jason in Florida. Are you there, Jason? Yes, Alan. Uh, this is Jason. How are you doing? Not so bad. Uh, it's good to hear. Uh, I had a couple questions for you tonight. I just wanted to start by thanking you. We're going to five days a week. It's really good uh, listening for my boring day job. I could listen to you every day now. So thank you for that, and the check is in the mail. That's uh, appreciated. Uh, the question I had for you, um, trying to delve more into the esoteric, uh, I got a book on hermetics. It's called The New Hermetics. Yeah. And um, it, the first line in the dedication is the old, um, you know, do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Yeah. And... Um, it, a, a lot of talking about uh, praising Hermes Trismegistus and, you know, entering into the light in your uh, altered state and all that. Is this, you know, what's this book all about? What, do you, what can you tell me about that? Well, you see, all these books are written to mystify and entice the reader into a mode of thinking. And they think that they do understand it, but you don't. You don't. Because it takes years to find out the, the higher meanings and that's why they go into these organizations and actually join them. 
Uh, and even then, at the very end, you're left hanging on there because they'll tell you, now you know the real meaning. Until you hit the next degree, then they'll tell you another reason, another meaning for the same thing. Uh, and they just keep you playing along there uh, all along. Plato basically said what it was. And it's very simple to the chase. The complete person was body, soul, and spirit. Soul and spirit being two different entities. The soul being the seeker uh, for life. Life meaning getting the spirit. When the spirit amalgamates with the soul in the body, then you are complete. You're three times great. And that's what Hermes Trimagistus means. So underneath all the hogwash and stuff, it's a religion and uh, like all religions, you can't prove it just based on faith and, and so on. Uh, there is a truth that if you seek truth uh, with all your heart and a desperation almost, like a, a real true quest, you can certainly expand your mind, but you don't have to do any fancy rituals to get there. Uh, that's really what I'm looking for is the whole mind expansion stuff, but I figured it was some sort of... Spin me off into who knows where, you know? Oh, they will. They will. They can keep you going from book to book for your for ten lifetimes. They, they've published enough books to to grab the, the profane, and they're still called the profane. The ones who read this stuff, even the ones at the bottom of masonry, are profane, according mm-hmm. to Albert Pike. Yeah. Oh well, that's pretty much all I had to ask. Uh, and thanks again for going five days a week, Alan. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Stay warm up there. And always remember that that that. Um, you don't need rituals and fancy dress, and you certainly never take an oath. You never make an oath. That's a promise, remember. And you shouldn't have to, if you're true to yourself, and that's the key to it, true to thyself, uh, then, and honest with yourself, and knowing yourself, including the good side, the bad side, and how to conquer the bad side, then that's, that's the journey started right there. And that's really where it leads you to. Is, is a much higher understanding of things, conquering the base self. And now we'll go to Heather from Montreal. Are you there, Heather? How are you? Yes. Yeah, I have, a, I guess I realized a big thing in my life, actually. I'm a nurse. Yes. And uh, I guess I've reached the point I can't do it anymore. I, I feel like I'm part of some big hierarchy, um, <clears throat> especially uh, they're pushing the vaccinations right now. I just feel... Each time I go into work, it's it's when you're awake to all of this and you you kind of see what's causing the illnesses that you're seeing every day in the clinics and everything. Yes. And you try to go into work and you figure, well, I don't want to hurt anyone today, so I'm turning down work, I'm turning down vaccination clinics, and then I figure, well, you, you, you're left, you're at a loss. It's, mm-hmm. it's as you said once, you said you, you come face-to-face with yourself and your own personal choices. Yep. and it's not an area where you could seem to wake anyone up, other nurses at all. Yes. It's, they're, the, they're the white coats, you know. They're, it's very, very disturbing to me right now. And it's like I have to choose something else. And I, I just really at this point know. <laughs> where to go, yeah. yeah I know because that, that's, the, that's the problem. It's when people wake up, they have to question themselves. And there's a crisis point you come to. When you know information and you can prove it to yourself that it's true, then you can't possibly continue in good conscience with what you're doing. And, you know, see, the medical institution was set up a long time ago, and you must go into its history, and the eugenics of medicine. They published dozens and dozens of books 
uh, from the medical establishments back in the beginning of the 1900s and 20th century on eugenics. That was the name of the game. And yet then you find people like Lenin again, who was taught by the best bankers on the planet. And they talked about the necessity of creating institutions, first as services to the public, which would become authorities over the public. And then when you wrap it up with the mandates for population control, reduction, placid, a compliant society, etc., it starts to make sense to you. But I've talked to doctors as well, uh, and the ones who are honest will tell you that they notice the so-called childhood diseases hit every child who's given the inoculations at an early age. They see the symptoms, and and yet the ones who don't get the inoculations are not getting what they take for granted as being normal childhood problems. So they know it's it's inoculations that are actually causing these supposedly normal childhood problems. Go asleep, though, Alan. You can't can't wake anybody up, it seems. They will not listen, you know. Like I... I've sent websites to friends, other nurses, with regards to the ingredients in the vaccines or the known ones that I know of. They're appalling. Yes. And they just block it. They just do not want to know right now. It's a, a lot of them will not want to know, too. And this is the same technique that was used for execution squads and people who worked for concentration camps. Uh, they, they like their job, their status, their pay, and their eyes will go to the floor uh, when you point out what they do know themselves. They, they do prefer their paychecks. It's the same with teachers. Mm-hmm. I've talked to groups of teachers. They all, they all pretty well admit their job is social engineering. They don't even believe in what they're teaching the children uh, and, and the, the socialist system. But they all want that big fat paycheck and security for themselves. Now, if we all do that, we'll all police each other. We'll all guard each other. We'll kill each other when we're told uh, we can't do this. We've got to stop. If everyone walked away from what they knew to be wrong, though, there'd be some real changes. Yes, it it truly would. But that's the only way it could happen. Otherwise, we, we, you see, the elite who plan all this need us to make their system work to the very end. Mm -hmm. And it takes non-compliance. It takes a a true crisis of conscience with those involved and, and suffering, too, because you will walk away. And then you say, where do I go from here? We're living in an economic system that is pretty ruthless. It does not like people without money. It, 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 um, it, it, you are no one with, without power in this system. And, uh, and yet that's what you have to do is take the risks. But however, you often find when you do take the risk, things do come your way. There's other forces at work in this world. It's not all totally evil. No. Anyway, thanks for helping to wake me up, Alan. Well, you hang in there and let me know how you get on. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Now we've got Jeff. And is that, is that Iowa? Or Indiana? Yeah, it's Indiana. Yeah, hi, Alan. Hi, Alan. How are you doing? Not so bad. Where are you from? Uh, Iowa. Iowa. Okay, I was yeah. right the first time. Yeah, yeah, competing spray capital of the world. But <laughs> you and many yep. other places, probably. I, I could compare some photographs with you. We could get a collection going, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've got some pretty unbelievable ones. When the clouds part, they they usually do the nastiest work where it's a little hidden. Yes, and they'll part, and you'll see some big ones. But uh, to kind of get, uh, and I'll send you this link. It's from Mercola.com, and the article is newest research on why you should avoid soy. Yeah, I, I read the first page, but the soybean is probably 
as is the greatest food weapon you could ever invent. Yes. I mean, I couldn't come up with enough stuff for this. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just the it's not just the hormones. It, it inhibits uh, protein absorption. Yep. That can cause you know gastric di- distress, chronic deficiencies in amino uptake, um, et cetera, et cetera. Test animals all lost weight. It's a it's a growth depressant compound, and they're putting tons of this in the schools now. I know. Oh yeah. And you, you know that soy flour is in everything in all candies. It's, it's in everything now. Yeah. If you go to the grocery store and start pulling labels. Soy lectin, soy this, soy soy flour in the bread. It, it literally is probably in 95% of everything you buy. Yes, it is. And and it's um, it's it's unbelievable some of the stuff that it does. Um, it inhibits zinc absorption, which basically you need for uh, brain development. Yep. And again, it's a growth inhibitor. They've found that too with studies on people who are uh, becoming very obese. Uh, apart from all the oils and so on that are modified and they can't absorb and it actually alters your structure, your chemical structure, but then your carbohydrate intake, but they're finding that they're all low in zinc. Yeah, yeah and as well as the, the fact that, uh, um, that fluoride was used as a, a, a fluoride basically shuts your thyroid down as well. Yes. And then the, the acid wash in aluminum tanks to leach out some of this stuff so it has a high aluminum content. Into the amazing, isn't it? Total warfare. Yeah. Yep, it's unbelievable. Total warfare. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I'll be back with more after these messages. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, and we have Vince from Minneapolis on the phone. Hey there, Vince. Yes, um, uh, Mr. Watt. Uh, yes. Pleasure to be on in your amazing. Uh, 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 ever since I first heard you in the Art Belt program, or George Norrie, I hope you're going to be on there again soon. As possible. I hope so. Uh, uh, you, learned, you taught me how to ask questions. Uh, to the church I go to, to wherever I go. And the more questions I ask, the more I'm hated. <laughs> yes, that, that tends to happen, yeah. I'm sorry? That tends to happen that way, yeah. It tends to happen. Uh, I appreciate uh, all of what you've done, and uh, thank you very much. I'm going to continue listening. Uh, thanks for calling. Very well. Bye. Bye now. Yeah, to, to, to burst people's bubbles and even make them uncomfortable by asking certain questions, you have to risk they're wrath. People don't like uh, being woken up. They like the illusion. It's comfortable. It's all they've known is the illusion that the big invisible bunch above them are born from different wombs and they come into existence to serve them and look after them and take care of them. And here you are explaining reality to them, which is shocking, utterly shocking. And they'll turn on you. They don't like that at all. And remember... The greatest purpose of humankind is to achieve individuality. We don't realize we've only had the ability to, for, to be individuals from about the 1700s. Before that, it was all group everything. And, and here we are, we have a, a system today where the elite have said that individuality is their main problem. They have to eradicate it because they blame the individual for wars and everything, which is nonsense, because it's the masses, the masses who follow the leaders. You see? 
And individuality is the only road to go on to think for yourself. You have a fully functioning brain, hopefully, that the, the made war on your brain, absolutely, but you can use it to the best as you can, and your mind will open when you fill it full of knowledge that will guide your life and hopefully those around you, at least those you'll meet going through life. Uh, knowledge is the most powerful tool of all. That's why we're kept in the dark. That's why the public are called the profane. The profane cannot see in the dark. The owl, the big symbol they have at the Bohemian Grove, sees in the dark. And we're kept in a world of darkness. We're, we're taught science is the word children. Generally bogus science. The spins on it. And we trust and we believe. And that's why people line up to get their free flu shots. Even though every spring they'll tell you after the multi-million dollar campaign in the winter to get the shot, in the spring they tell you it didn't work, it was the wrong combination again. They tell you this every year. But who's to say what's really in that shot? Who's to say? It's all based on faith. Can you get a tour of a vaccine plan? Can the doctor? It's all based on faith, faith-based. I should go to say this before I go too. Remember that, that I am not paid for my shows. I do this because it's the only game in town. It's the only thing worth doing. When you understand what's happening, there's n- everything else pales in comparison. And so I rely upon you to help me out by donating and buying my stuff on website. Remember, if you see my stuff anywhere else, it's not legitimate. It's only on CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Well, that's it for tonight. I hope you've learned something new. I hope you get your angst up and do something. From Hamish myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.